views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. Yeah. Uh, One of the things I love is getting up every day. And I love that because not days like when I have to do laundry and stuff. Not Well, I'm I'm okay getting up, but I mean, it's like I don't like jump up and say, oh, I'm going to do laundry today. Uh, But I don't complain about it. And, you know, here's the question that uh, I, I love to put out there. You know, what is it if we can change our lives for the better and then create a better world as a result of it? That's what I ask myself. That's my meditation. I'm not your traditional meditators. Um, But what I love is how brilliant this team of people here are. They're great. So when Linda gets a book or Jessica gets a book and it shows up on my desk like uh, immediately, I pick it up and I don't even think twice about whether or not this is a conversation that what that we ought to have, because these folks know how important it is to all of you that positive talk radio stay vibrant, alive and well. Today, I want to introduce you to somebody that gets life in the way that I relate to it. And when you can take a look at 10 simple principles for a life journey that matters, and you're Stephen Scoggins, when you are this guy, successful entrepreneur, business owner, and then you write a book called The Journey Principles, you want to stop for a minute and you want to do a check-in with yourself if you're me. And, and you want to go and you want to start with the first principle. And when you get there and the first principle in his book and you're like, OMG, I need to spend a little time here. That's what today is about. It's about looking at things in life that matter looking at how we can take our earlier life struggles. In the last hour, you all heard me talk about the fact that my mom died when I was uh, six years old. You also heard me say that she committed suicide. But here it is. I get to talk with Stephen today. I get to talk with him about a life journey, a life that matters. What happens when you come from a broken home? 
What happens when, you know, you look at life and maybe you've had a couple of failures. What happens when you're kind of thinking people are looking at you and you're like, well, dude, you may be tall, but you're really falling short. What happens when people say to you, you know what, honey, listen, you ain't getting it in this lifetime. Maybe you'll get to come back and do it over again. Whatever that is, throw, cast that stuff aside. Today's show is about rising up, looking at them challenges straight in the eye and saying to them, you know what? I'm better than all of that. Stephen, great to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Oh, wow. That's quite the intro. Wow. I got a lot to live up to today. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> this is when I say, yeah, you do. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Happy to help and serve me where I can. You know, and I, I'm really loving the conversation for a lot of reasons. And I really, I, I really love your book. And I'm serious. You know, it took me a while to get to principle number two. Oh, wow. uh, I'm just saying it did. And the reason is because and, and I want to I want to start this out. The reason is because fight and flight is not something that somebody made up just because they had nothing better to do. It's kind of because, the, you know, we sometimes like to do that. Here's my question. It's a question I've been asking. I've been doing it uh, 14 years. This is the question I asked from day one. Thank you for joining me here today. But what are some of the challenges, right? What are some of the obstacles that you had to personally overcome to bring you to this very moment? Wow. Where should I start? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think the first one that I had to start was uh, overcoming a broken household. Uh, mm -hmm. I, like many nowadays, uh, have come from that, come from that area, a uh, single parent household. And unfortunately, neither one of my parents could actually be around. Uh, my mother was struggling with something of her own. My dad had struggled without quite a considerable alcoholism, had made some mistakes with my mom, and both of them were living in different areas of the country. My mom was in Kentucky, my father was in Denver, and then I was here with my grandmother. So we spent a lot of quite a bit of time being raised by my grandmother, and while she was loving and considerate and caring and very genuine to us, she actually passed away when I was nine. And that started the whole yo-yo effect of going back and forth between parents, and um, pretty much I've been on my own since I was 13, living on my own since I was 17. Yeah. So that was kind of the first step. Uh, the second step was probably a lot of poverty-related matters. Neither one of my parents were uh, very good with money, uh, had a hard time providing. Uh, I had loaned my parents, uh, my father specifically, a considerable amount of money, uh, working my part-time job at Golden Corral at the time, of all places. <laughs> uh, you know, Dude, I sold hot dogs from a hot dog car. You and I have more in common than you actually <laughs> even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, you know, life is... um. I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, obstacles are one of those things that we tend to run away from mm -hmm. rather than face them. And because we get stuck there, we never really, truly, um, really understand how, how powerful overcoming an obstacle can be, how empowering it can be just by facing it head on. So I like to tell people that to actually make the obstacle and make it part of you, you know, mm -hmm. let it serve as the teaching tool, be welcome to that kind of deal. Uh, and when I was growing up, that became very very prevalent in my life, but I didn't really realize until my young adulthood that I would actually really be able to identify and, and let the obstacles really work through me. Before that, I kind of did like everybody else. I ran from them. <laughs> yeah. No one likes conflict. No one likes to be uh, in areas that are uncomfortable. Everybody would much rather be in a warm, cozy environment where everybody's kumbaya and loving and cuddling. And, you know, but the reality is, is we're all going to face conflict. We're all going to face adversity. We're all going to face uh, things that break our hearts. Um, things that just kind of create us a little stumbling block. 
But in all in all, we're going to face this stuff over and over again. And when you change your mindset and your perception around uh, specifically uh, using conflict as a tool to build you, mm-hmm. then you're not as scared of it when the conflict arises. I love this. And, you know, I tell you, I picked up one of the proverbs you put uh, on the book. I think it was on the book. One of one of my favorite, at least I relate to it, you know, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That's right. That's right. Uh, if we were meant to do this alone, right, don't you think God would have given us each our own island or maybe how about our <laughs> own planet? Absolutely. How did, how did you learn that? I want to know how you learned that. You know what? I think I learned like most people do. Uh, uh-huh. Most people automatically, when they're when they're facing something tough, they automatically go in towards isolation. You know, one of the things I talk about in the book a lot is a simple principle, and that is isolation is a trap. <sighs> and it's a it's a huge trap because we get caught in it. We we feel like we can take on the whole world by ourselves, like we somehow know it all. You know, I like to think of um, kind of a perspective shift. So imagine, if you will, a big cup, and inside of that cup is you. You can't see to the uh, to the left and to the right of the outside of the cup because you're inside the cup, you know, and you're isolated. You can't see the world. However, if you can come out of the top of it and begin to have relationships, you can then begin to see your, your life from many different angles. Therefore, you don't stay stuck as long because you've chose to actually associate. I mean, I even did things like to avoid isolation, uh, even when I wanted to have what I call replenishment cycle, when I wanted to get into this moment where I'm trying to, I wanted to work on myself, I would still go to a Starbucks, a Panera, or some kind of place where I could throw in my earbuds and still feel the essence of people around me, even though I wanted to be alone with my thoughts as I was writing, you know, and not be locked up in a house with the dark rooms with all the shades drawn. Because what happens is, is you get stuck in that isolation trap. And the next thing you know, depression, anxiety, more fear set in because you're only alone with your thoughts. You're not able to see the other smiles and the other contributions people are making around you, you know? So it's important to have those, those really healthy community like you're talking about. You're, I mean, we're not, we're not created to be isolated. We're created for relationship. Always have been. That's why we, that's why we get so inspired yeah. when someone we get around somebody with a bigger smile or with someone who can really empathize and really understand where we're suffering and, and say, you know what? I've been there too. And, and, and I remember what it's like to suffer. I remember what it's like to not have all the answers. I remember what it's like to feel like I was alone. And just having you sitting here tell me that's what you experienced allows me to say, you know what? Can I share with you where I'm at? Mm-hmm. Can, I share with, can I share with you what's next in life? Because I'm really scared about this, oh. you know? So. I know it. And, you know, for those of you out there, this is exciting. We have five copies of the book to give away, five copies of Stephen's book to give away, The Journey Principles. We're going to take a moment and uh, go to break. But before we do, 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Mr. Benny, you get to say hi to Mr. Benny. Uh, If you want to find out more about Stephen, you want to get a copy of the book, go to to www.journeyprinciples.com. Calm. When we come back, we're going to be talking about these principles. What was it about principle, the first principle in, in Stephen's book that kind of cut you, kind of caught me by surprise? What was it about this when I turned to it that caught me by surprise? I think you're going to be, I think you're going to be surprised at what it is. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. I'm so excited, Stephen. Fasten your seatbelt, everyone. We'll be right back. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do, 
for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on The Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Beyond being this amazing neurologist, inventor, author, Dr. Dan Cohen has been called to look at technology and look at personal and spiritual development and merge these together as technology uses the healing and psycho-spiritual effects of synchronized sounds, vibrations, electromagnetic fields, and how that interacts with us in our nervous system in what we're calling the Soltech chair. The Soltech Lounge induces profound levels of relaxation that transition over time into deep meditative states. The synchronized sound vibration and magnetic field induce these states. The subject doesn't have to work at it. To learn more, go to soltechwellbeing.com. That's S-O-L-T-E-C, well-being. Everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, uh, before we jump ahead, five copies of the book. I love this book, The Journey Principles, 10 Simple Principles for a Life Journey That Matters. And you're going to find out why in a hot second. Uh, but Stephen, before we do, uh, how about, uh, did I give out the right website? What else do you do you want to let folks know? How can they get a copy of the book? You know what? Uh, that's You did. You did a perfect job with that. <laughs> Thank oh, okay, you for that. Good. Yeah, it's, my, it's my goal to inspire some minds and, and motivate some hearts and help them move you know, past our pain points. So yeah, it's just journeyprinciples.com and uh, the books and the resources are there. And, and I would feel honored uh, if any of your folks wanted to uh, purchase a copy and hopefully add value to their lives. I love it. Um, listen, open the book and understanding life's conflicts. That's mm-hmm. where we start. And we just talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I get to read this prayer. Father in heaven, please show me guidance, wisdom, and understanding. Please reveal to me the purpose behind the conflicts of my life. 
and how they are meant to build your kingdom and purpose for my life. Please allow me the grace to see the pain points in my life and your handprints on them. Mm. Prepare my path of healing in Jesus name. Amen. (laughs) Now, I remember I remember pinning those. <laughs> I, I, I was just going to say, I hope you did not get a ghostwriter write this, because <laughs> the reason I like this is because I wish I would have remembered the power of prayer mm. earlier in my life. But there are no mistakes. I don't believe there are. And one of the things that, that I, I wanted to ask you about is I wanted to ask you about how you discovered the power of your faith Hmm. and when did you discover it and how did it help? I mean, three questions in one, because I just want you to talk. Sure. And, and how did it help shape your life? You know, I think the interesting thing about life in general is that the struggle when, when applied correctly can teach us more than it can take away from us for sure. And when I was struggling through the majority of my life, uh, I turned I turned a blind eye. I kind of grew up in church a little bit. My grandmother was, you know, would say even when I was living with her, even at nine, she'd put me on the church bus and we boogie off the church. And I went to Sunday school and stuff like that. And, you know, my grandfather was very gifted with with spiritual matters. And, you know, so when I would see them, I would I would have this influx of peace, I guess is the best way to say it. As I grew up and started, you know, started kind of being my own man and, and, and being kind of forced to kind of grow up early. I began to see that, I don't know, life had really kind of thrown me a curveball. I really mm-hmm. started to doubt my faith, really started to walk away from it. And I had this powerful moment. It's actually, we talk about it a little bit in depth in the book, but I had this yeah. moment while I'm, while I'm looking over an eight-lane highway, uh, ready to take my life, where something inside of me just asked me to call a childhood friend. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I tried to call some other people along the way to kind of say goodbye. I mean, I remember to this day, I have a small duffel bag. I had a red Timberland T-shirt. I had a broken Nokia 5160 telephone that was a prepaid phone that my grandmother had got me. And I remember trying to dial a bunch of friends and family, and I couldn't get anybody to answer. Um, but yet, when I dialed Susan Batts, who is, whose her nickname was Mama Wama, mm-hmm. she answered. And she was a childhood girlfriend of mine, not my childhood's mother's girlfriend. So I dated her daughter. She then would, I would then come over to, you know, kind of see them. And the interesting thing about that is I did that in the most impoverished level we had in my family at the time. So when we would go have dates, what would happen is Susan would come and pick me up, take me to her daughter's house. They take me shopping, feed me, buy me clothes. And then Susan, while, while Ashley, her daughter was kind of getting ready for our quote date, which enclosed of coming downstairs and watching Ren and Stimpy and eating a pizza. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, she, she, she said one day, she goes, man, you're, sh- you're sweet as sugar. I'm going to call you sugar wooga. I said, fine, I'm going to call you mama wama. <laughs> so, and, and, and it stayed that way forever. But, uh, you know, she answered the phone and she spent, I don't, I don't know if it was 10 minutes or two hours, but she spent all this time in my, in my most pivotal moment in my, in my crying, my tears. And she just said, you know what, where are you at? Where are you at? Tell me where you're at. And I wouldn't tell her where I was at. And she, so God is interesting because he used her Mm-hmm. in a very definite way. See, I'd walked away from faith altogether because I couldn't rationalize in my spirit why I'd already been, I'm not even 19 at this time. I'm, I'm about 19 years old. I couldn't rationalize in my spirit why on earth, if there was a God, he would let me suffer the way I did. You know, mm-hmm. I'd been homeless for a little while and, and had yep. been some, some of those things. And I was just like, I don't get it. It's not like I'm intentionally trying to harm anybody. I'm not intentionally 
seeking evil. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to a lot of places I'm not supposed to be, you know, but I did have an essence of an idol worship, if you will, with a relationship that I wouldn't let go of. Yeah. And that kind of led me to that kind of that pivotal point uh, at the sitting on the bridge, along with not being able to be allowed into the military when I put all my faith and hope into that. And I remember sitting there and she just she made me promise that I would call her the next morning at 9 a.m. Mm. And you have to picture and you have to picture in your mind, if you will, you, you know, please, if you're listening and you're driving a car, please don't please don't close your eyes. But for the rest of us, close your eyes, if you will, and just picture the raspiest little cigarette voice you can have <laughs> as it says, this too shall pass, and what comes next will be greater. And then, and then that same voice saying, now say it. And I'm like, ah, she's going to say it. And she made me say it. This too shall pass, and what comes next will be greater. It became one of the biggest mantras of my life. Here's the crazy thing. I, I hadn't even received God yet, but that was the first time he showed up himself to come and get me. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, I do. All, all of my doubts and all of my worries, all of my fears, everything that went into that moment uh, came in a culmination. You know, I've heard it. It's, it's so cliche, but it's so true. They say that uh, God may not come when you call, but he's always on time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's not much more that I could have done uh, huh. to have him be more on time. I want you to know that three weeks later, I was going to my brother's uh I wasn't going to my brother. My brother was living in a mobile home that I had bought when I was 18 that I had to move out of because I couldn't afford it. So here I am going to my younger brother's house and I'm going there because he promised me to give me 50 bucks. Now this is after the bridge. Give me 50 bucks to clean his litter box. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He said, yeah, man. So I said, fine. I need the money. Okay. I go over to his house. I want you to know that it hit the ammonia hit me at the front door. (laughs) I mean, it was that bad. I walked to the back bedroom, into the end of the bathroom, opened the double doors, looked to the right, there's a tub. Look in front of me, there's a you know, blue, this blue wallpaper with white dots. Look to the left, and there it was. The litter box. Mm. My brother had failed to mention that rather than empty the litter box for the last two months, he kept pouring sand on top of it. Oh, this God. thing looked like an overflown large ice cream cone, and it was nasty. And forgive me for your for your for your listeners. But there were Tootsie Rolls everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Now, oh, my gosh. Here's where it gets real. I began cleaning that litter box to the best of my ability. And I was about halfway done with the litter box in my bag, right? I stuck my – you know, you have those big spatula-looking scoopers with the kind of the – Yeah, 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 yeah. So I dug in. And, I was, and, of course, the longer I'm doing it, the faster I'm doing it because I'm trying to get it over with, right? Totally. Harder, so the harder I'm going, yeah, it's good. go, go, go. <laughs> and I want you to know – that the handle snapped off. The handle of the scooper snapped because I hit some kind of big lump and it just crashed. And I was like, uh-uh. And I could just feel it in me getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And Lord, I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> so then I put my thumb in the back of the scooper and kept, and kept going. And of course, this point in time, I'm going much faster because I really wanted to get over with because my, my thumb is touching stuff that I don't want it to touch. I go so fast that the corner of the scooper catches the bag, tears a big hole in the bag, and the proverbial stuff goes everywhere. Now, check this out. Uh. I began yelling at the top of my lungs, obscenities, challenges, and all kinds of stuff to a God that I said I didn't believe in. Right. Why is it that in my greatest time of need, in my greatest time of struggle, he showed up both times himself, even though I denied him over and over again? Why is it that I instinctively knew to start yelling at the ceiling? 
why is it that I instinctively knew to start offering and asking questions of something greater and deeper? And the funny thing, inside of my spirit, I had this moment where I say audibly because it was it was just that right, powerful, right. Where it basically said, if you'll leave her, meaning the idol, alone, I will bless you. Oh. And that and that shook me because number one, I'd never heard from God before at all. I'd never right. connected with a spiritual with my spiritual relationship within myself ever before. And number two, I was in such a raw state. It was funny that the harder I swung my verbal assaults and what in my mind's eye looks like I was throwing punches and kicks, kicks, I was getting weaker. He was getting stronger. Almost like, have you had enough yet? Have you had enough yet? You've been waiting all this time. I've been here this entire time. It's you who's been rebelling. It's you who hasn't been listening. It's you who's been chasing after idols. It's you who's doing this. Are you ready to concede? Kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I want you to know that my legs gave out from under me. Oh so my it wasn't, gosh. A of, it wasn't a matter of I'm going to kneel like on my own accord. My legs gave out from under and I hit my knees. And I finally said, I submit. I'm done. I'm done. I'll, I'm going to do it. I'll do it your way from here on out. You're going to think I'm crazy. No, I don't. And your listeners might too. But I want you to know, I felt like a wave of hot oil or honey had been poured from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet in that very second. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, I don't live in this house. Like, this is my brother's place. Now, I still own it. It was still in my name at the time. In fact, my dad actually lives there now. But yet I'm there. I had this awesome spiritual moment, if you will. And I remember getting up off my knees. And have you ever worn a, worn a really dark pair of sunglasses? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, so in the dark pair of sunglasses, you know you have a tinted lens. Like, everything you look at is shaded. I walked into that mobile home with shaded lenses on my eyes, meaning everything I saw had a hint of darkness around it. I got up off my knees, and for the first time in three years, I looked out the window and saw a palm tree branch flaying in the wind. Mm. Bright sun, just just as beautiful as it could be. So I mean, it was so soft, and I was just like, I, I can't even explain the feelings and the things that were going on inside of me emotionally and spiritually. Now, check this out. As I'm walking out the bathroom door, I'm, I'd finished my task. I'd managed to get everything cleaned up, vacuumed up the best of my ability. The phone rings in my brother's house. You know, you have those old cordless telephones where you had like the, the digital. Um, totally get it. I worked for the cordless. phone company for 25 years. Yeah, I, I, the, I'm right there with you yeah, right now. So <laughs> that thing is sitting there and, and I'm, it's, it's got like, and then the, the phone starts ringing. Of course, I don't live there. I'm not going to answer the phone. I want you to know, and the readers can read this if, if for those that want to uh, really kind of get their really the book, yeah. Uh, if they want to really want to get to it, but I want you to know that phone rang, and it was the barbecue girl, my idol, that I had just. And what I learned by that is, even at your greatest spiritual moment, even that greatest moment where you finally have a connection, don't be surprised if something tries to come and snatch it. Oh. It took everything in me to walk past that phone and out the door. Now, I've, I have never talked to my, quote, barbecue girl ever again. Mm. Now, she's tried to reach out to me over the years, of course, because uh, obviously things worked out. But I learned that an idol is an idol, and there's certain things you have to give up in order for you to receive. You can't, you can't take a full vessel, a vessel that's full of stuff, and expect to receive anything good on top of it. You have to empty the vessel in order to actually experience and receive the goodness that is actually out there for you to have. Exactly. Because you know? what you're emptying, right? You're mm-hmm. emptying all those things that does not serve. Right. When we come back, we're going to talk about that. What is it about the emptying 
emptying that when we take a breath or a moment, we're able to say thank you, God. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine. When we become aware of a choice, it is not accidental. It is our opportunity to transform. It's about becoming our higher vibrational selves. We tend to get alarmed and hide our heads in the sand when something new shows up in our awareness. That's all right. But today, let's become aware of our desire, recognize the block, and make a choice to step through it. Often, we want the circumstance to change before we change. See, it's the other way around. If you find resistance, maybe it's time for some support. If you're ready to shift into your best life, visit LeslieFontaine.com and let's talk about unfolding all that you want to be, do, and have. You'll find sessions, classes, and audio products to help remove the blocks and move you into your potential. And listen to my show, Sheer Alchemy, on Transformation Talk Radio, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Francine Vale is a being of light. She believes that all people of planet Earth are as well. As co-host of the Angel Healer Radio Show, Francine teaches you heart-centered ways to manifest healing on your own behalf and how to integrate love more fully into your daily life. Connect with your angels as you find your life flowing with ease and harmony. Walk the path of light with Francine and Dr. Pat Basili every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Dr. Bree Gibbs is a fourth-generation high priestess with the knowledge to raise your vibration and conscious creation. Offering a wide variety of services from Goddess Light and Shamanic Healing Seminars to private reading sessions, Bree works with you so you too can stand in your own power. Isn't it about time you took your life into your own hands? For more information about Bree's services and products, visit SilverGaia.net. That's Silver, G-A-I-A dot net. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Have you ever wanted to learn about the colors of your chakras? Well, now's your chance. Lynn Brown, host of Get Into It, is hosting an event Friday, November 4th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. in Mount Vernon. Every person will get a reading on the most prominent color in their aura. Join Lynn Brown November 4th at the Riverwalk Studio in Mount Vernon. To register for this event, call 360-588-4713. That's 360-588-4713.
Hey, everybody, welcome back. I'm so thrilled to be talking with Stephen about this. Before we jump ahead, the book is The Journey Principles, 10, 10 Simple Principles for a Life Journey That Matters. But um, the book is not something that just is going to stand alone because that's not who Stephen is. <laughs> uh, coming soon are going to be a 40-day walk of faith, a whole bunch of things. Can we just take a moment to tell people about not just about the book. The book is great. Tell them how to get the book. But how this is one part of a bigger picture, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, here's the deal. When you've been through stuff like you and I have been through, yep. we understand more than ever what it feels like to finally break through and that also feel that unique call to help others do the same. Like you, once you've experienced, you can't not help someone else do it. You just can't. There's, there's not something that you can let go of. You have to put a foot forward. You have to help. And we began creating content uh, left and right. <laughs> apparently, in fact, I've been told by my, my friends, Dave Ramsey and some of those other guys, that apparently I'm a content creating machine. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but I'm so passionate about trying to help people. You know, the way I look at it like now is we can be like Luke Skywalker or we can <laughs> be like Yoda. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's my job to be Yoda and help everybody else be their own Luke Skywalker. Help them be the hero in their own journey. Help them finally see themselves because I know that if they can see themselves and become the hero in their own journey, they're automatically going to become a master Jedi, if you will, and become Yoda, which means they'll be training other people along behind them. So the greatest impact you and I can do is to teach them how to be better at life, teach them how to have those skills. And if we can do that, then the next thing you know, we have a whole army of people after healing people. You know, I say in the book that hurt people hurt people. Well, that didn't, I didn't invent that quote, but I did add to it, and that is if hurt people can hurt people, then heal people can heal people. And the best way to do that was to create content for them. So we've got – I've got a, a, a tool called the Focus Tool on our website. It's completely free for folks that want to do it that can give them better insight into their belief systems, their values, their personality, their, their gifts, their strengths, and even some of their struggles. Most of us stay stuck because we don't even know who we are. We don't spend any time. We know everything about everybody else, but we never spend time getting to know who we are. You know, so we create tools like that. So the journey of principles was a, I, I'll view it as a seed uh -huh. because it's, 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 I've been told it's a highlighter book. Apparently you have to read it with a highlighter, <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. which is such an honor. I mean, it's, but you know, the 40 day walk of faith is for someone who's going to grab the book, grab the, the 40 day walk of faith and take a 40 day journey of pushing the outside world out and really focusing on you and your spiritual relationship and really developing yourself. You know, mm. that's just one resource. We have a journal, of course. We've got a um, a ten week healing guide, which is more fun in activities. Or so I, I, I like that one. It's one of my favorites, just because it's it's fun. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm kind of artistic nature by that way. But they, you know, those are some of the things. We got a brand new uh, online school we're building um, that'll be out called Transform You here shortly. Um, that's uh, in fact I wasn't supposed to mention that. So shh, <laughs> don't oh. tell anybody. <laughs> Oops. But uh, you know we got a lot. It's on. okay. I, I mean, I'm telling you, we I've had more people say stuff on air that they that they go, "Oops, wasn't supposed to say that," <laughs> because you know what? There are no mistakes. Some That's things right. just get said when exactly the right time they are supposed That's to right. get said. That's right. I'm loving this. I'm loving what you're doing. Um, people want help. Mm -hmm. They want help. You know, I, I had a little argument over the weekend. I think you'll have fun with this. <laughs> An argument over the weekend, and the argument that I had over the weekend was, uh, you know, not a big blowdown, knockdown, drag out, mm -hmm. you know, like that. Um, but 
it was kind of like, listen, we get signs of things that are supposed to show up for us in life. And, you know, the signs show up. Our job is to be awake enough and aware enough to see them. And, you know, the argument was, no, not everybody gets the signs. See, I don't believe that. I don't believe in a in a uh, I don't I don't believe in a god with limits. <laughs> I just don't. Now, whether you believe in God or you call it something else, the question really is, do we believe in that which is limited and only for a few people or do we believe that there is a benevolence that exists for all of us? And you talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um part of it is sifting through the illusion, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I kind of look mm-hmm. at like the Matrix. Oh, you know, I you, love the Matrix. Yeah, I watched so it again. Matrix, right? I watched it again this weekend. Did you really? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you either take the blue pill or the red pill, you know? Right. And one is to stay as life as is, blinded and, and, and with no real respect of yourself. And the other is to, is to take a chance in discovering who you are and who you're created to be. I'm like you. I believe we all get the signs. I do believe that many of us don't pay attention to them. I'm living proof of it. Until my spiritual encounter, cleaning a litter box and, and cat doo-doo, for lack of a better word, yeah. you know, I'm afraid, I was not ready. I didn't do it. I had had numerous signs. You don't, think, you don't think God had nudged me a few times before he had to slap me. You know what I'm saying? And I think I we, all have, we, all, have, we have, I all have that. And when I began doing things by his principles and moving away from – see, because habits are reactionary. Principles are choices before you make them. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. I mean, every single thing, every two by four, let's just call it that. Every two by four, I found up the side of my head. I can point to uh, the feather brushing against my face, which came first. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Absolutely. I'm really not one of these people that believes that we have to get the two by four. I just think that at times when I've not been aware uh, or awake enough that the feather wasn't going to work for me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a four by four kind of guy. Every, You're every a four by four kind of guy. Yeah, right. Every, exactly. every, every really good thing that happened in my life started first being smacked with a four by four. So, but, uh, even, even that, uh, even that moment, you know, mama Wama, Susan Batts was prophetic yeah. when she told me this too shall pass and what comes to, what comes next to be greater. When yeah. I finally surrendered, I'll have, you know, that three weeks later, I started a business while sleeping in a car, still virtually homeless, <laughs> that became a multi-million dollar business in three states with over 400 team members now. That's wow. Just, that's just one business. Okay. That, I, you got to tell me. You got to tell me how, how that happened. Can, can you take a minute and just yeah, sure. give us a little inside scoop on it for people that haven't read the book yet? And by the way, let's do another copy of the book, 1-800-930-2819. Talk about that because me homeless in my car, I sure. was sharing that with you. H- how? How? Yeah, you know, it's again, it's deciding not to be smacked with a four by four and finally letting yeah. the feather brush your face. And I'll tell you how yeah. that happened. So the year prior to me becoming homeless, I had a I had a, a mentor of mine named Steve Mark, and he had given me a shot at kind of running one of his side businesses. So he had kind of set up a construction company, if you will, and been the home building for years. Well, he had set up a small siding company for me specifically. Bought me all the tools, bought me all the equipment, and lo and behold, I did really well. You know, it's funny. The year before I was homeless was, was the year that I made the most money, at least up until that point in time in my life. And I got cocky and arrogant and boastful and my high school dropout. And all of a sudden I got, I'm rolling in money that I didn't have before. 
uh, met the idol, if you will, kind of pursued that. And next thing I lost it all. So I walked yeah. off, I walked off his job site, uh, the year prior, like walked off and just kind of gave up and quit. Cause I was such, I was so depressed and I was so inside myself. I was so stuck. I knew something was missing. I really wasn't sure what it was. I had no relationship with a, with a higher power at all. And I began to realize that in the fast forwarding a year, I began to realize that there might be hope there. So my father who had never really done much for me in the past, um, stepped up and got me back on our framing crew part-time. So here I am, still sleeping in a car or an occasional couch with a nail apron and a hammer that came out of my dad's truck. Uh, and then this guy, his name's Steve Myrick, he, would come, he came back around the corner and I would hide around the back of the house. Why? Because I uh-huh. didn't want to deal with the guilt and the shame of walking off. I knew I'd wronged the guy. But meanwhile, next door to me, there's a house being built. And the very same guys who bought my equipment and took over for me were finishing a house or trying to finish a house. My dad sent me over to that house to reframe a garage door to kind of just kind of straighten it up so they could put coil wrap on it, which is just a vinyl siding term. So as I'm doing it, I overhear them and they're talking about, man, he didn't pay us, da 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 Steve Mark, he sucks. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. That guy's awesome. He's, he's loving, he's genuine, he's caring, he gives. And now this is all in my spirit. And I'm just getting enraged. I began walking back over to the house where my dad's at, and my spirit said, didn't you do the same thing? Didn't mm-hmm. you take his gift and, and turn it on its head? And man, I felt convicted, so I, Steve Meyer comes back around the corner, and what the guys had mentioned while I was standing there that, well, he's not going to pay, if he didn't pay us today, we're leaving, we're not coming back. So when Steve comes back around the corner, I felt this, I don't, you know, we talked about the feather, feather, I felt a four by four nudging me towards his car. I walk up to his car. He rolls down his window and he says one thing. He asks one question. He said, where's your head at, boy? Mm. And I said, and his, he and I had an interesting relationship because we could talk about it. It's like he, had, he just asked me a whole book's worth of questions. And, oh. I, told him, and I told him, I said, I'm, I'm getting better every day, sir. And he looked at me, smiled and said, good, I'm glad. Mm. Almost telling me that I was forgiven even before I asked for the forgiveness. Think about that. It's deep grace, deep mercy. I then asked him, I said, look, the guys over there, they made a comment about not coming back to no, Monday. If they don't come back, can I take over? Like kind of go back into my situation. He said, I can't do that. I said, really? He said, yeah, I can't do that. He said, because I sold them your equipment. I sold them everything. I don't own any of that. So if they don't come back, they get to take it with them. And I'm not going to invest money in you again to do this. Again, because unfortunately you burned me. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? If they don't come back, give me a shot. Give me a chance. Don't buy me anything. I don't need you to buy me anything. I'll take care of it. He, goes, he laughed at me. And he goes, <laughs> how are you going to do that? I said, I'll figure it out. Because my spirit said, do this now. Do this now. Do this now. Do this now. So he finally conceded. And he said, look, if they don't come back Monday, I'll let you finish the house. Uh. Now, my dad is within an earshot of this, is listening to what I'm doing. Steve and I shake with a, hand, with, with a handshake, and I always joke around when, when we talk about CHE, that started the company with a handshake and a tool belt. Um, smiled, shook his hand, I began walking back towards my dad. My dad stopped me midway and said, what have you done? Uh. Don't you dare. You're gonna... Now, keep in mind, my dad was trying to convince me that if I work really hard, I can make $14 an hour and, and squeak by in my life just as he had done and borrow money here and there and all kinds of stuff. 
Well, that wasn't going to work for me. I knew something. I knew there was something greater in me that had been spoken into me at the moment in the litter box. And I didn't know what it was at the time. So as he does that, he sees that I'm serious. I said, I'm not going to stop. The mm. first time that I can remember my dad actually showing up, he opened the back of his, his van that actually belonged to Steve Myrick. Uh-huh. We borrowed everything from him. Yeah. Opened the door and pulls out a saw and a couple of nail guns. And he says, do you remember when we used to do this on the weekends and when you're in school and stuff uh, during the summer and during the holidays? Mm. I said, yeah, I do. He said, all right, do you remember the wood scaffolding we used to do? I said, yeah. He said, all right, go start pulling wood out of the trash piles. And he and I spent the entire weekend building wood scaffolding from trash from the trash. And I always tell people when you're stuck, when you're missing something, when you feel like something's not working, look around you. Sometimes it's just as simple as being more resourceful than you were yesterday. Yes. That's all it is. I pulled trash and created something. Look around you. What kind of trash is laying around you that's been discarded by others that you can use to build your future? You know? I love this because, you know, it's fascinating about all of the resources, all of the ideas that are all around us at any point in time. And what it what's, you know, you know, this is funny because someone else's garbage might be your your dining room table. And I say that, you know, kind of jokingly, but not because if you came into my house today you know, you'll see that early in my life, I would go from flea market to flea market and I would buy these tables for $3 or $2 and I refinish them all. And they're beautiful, beautiful pieces of wood. <laughs> Isn't that what we have to do sometimes for ourselves? Yeah. I mean, Isn't that what we have yeah. to do is, uh, is take a look at what's on the surface and man, Let's do a little refinishing, huh? That's and that's all it takes. Yeah. It just it just be okay with being okay in the difficult season. I mean, we all struggle and that's okay. Be okay with not having everything at your disposal to do whatever it is you want to do, but also do not be okay with not looking around to see what you do have. I'm convinced that every failure can be overcome in life. Because there's no such thing as failure. There's only learning. There's only learning. Mm. When you see failure as learning, number one, it's not as scary, which means less fear, less anxiety, less depression, less being stuck, less of struggling with what's missing. And you also can identify things around you that you can use to begin to build from. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think for a moment, for a moment, that that business was going to become a multi-meter business. I was concerned with getting shelter and getting yeah. food. Yeah. Start with your needs and work your way to your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is it. I've shared a story on the show that when I when I first did this and the listeners have heard this story a million times, I dialed the wrong phone number. I didn't hang up and I bought my first <laughs> I'd no kidding. I bought my first hour of airtime in the first 10 minutes. Three months later, uh, one of the stations that this show is on now uh, said they had a Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. I pulled out a credit card and I bought five oh, wow. days a week. Mm. By April 1st, I had come down with a mystery disease, Stephen. And oh, I will wow. tell you that the only thing I could do uh, well was talk. Mm. 
I, by 2007, I was looking at a wheelchair. Mm. So what is it about God that helps us get pointed in the direction? What wasn't at that moment that I got sick that was going on? I started to doubt whether or not I was even on the right path. Mm -hmm. People thought I was crazy buying airtime. Why don't I go get a real job? <laughs> right? Don't you think uh, we're all faced with that that dialogue? That we happens? are, and we all teach ourselves to settle. Yeah. And it's because we yeah. don't stop long enough to focus on ourselves, to figure out who we are, what mm -hmm. our gifts are, what our strengths are, and what our struggles may be so we can overcome them. That's the whole reason I put that focus tool on our website. That's the entire reason. Because it's mm -hmm. 80 some pages of you. Mm. It's in summary form for us quick learners like myself. Like I'm a, I'm a hard charger. I get the things done quickly. But like mm -hmm. my wife, she likes a lot of details. So <laughs> we both get the best of both worlds. I got the summary sheet and she got the, she got the details. Oh but, my God. That's, that's me and Linda, my best friend. Oh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm the summary girl. I'm the summary girl. And Linda is the triple Virgo. Let me have the details. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> oh, my God. I know, but you know, when all is said and done, we have to choose, don't we? Let's mm -hmm. talk about choice. Sure. Sometimes, and especially here recently, people believe they don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. They don't have a choice of how I live my life. They don't have a choice of whether or not they can be successful. They don't have a choice of how they might show up in the world, right? That's right. Yeah. You have, how do you we have help the them? How do we yeah. help those folks? The biggest thing is you have to understand that your beliefs and your limiting beliefs are holding your choice back. Mm -hmm. It's not your opportunity that is, that is amiss. Mm -hmm. It's your choice to get to that opportunity. Had I stopped... And believe what my dad had said in that moment, even though he was trying to tell me I had the greatest love, he didn't want to see me suffer, he didn't want to see me go backwards, I get it. But by golly, I had something greater. I had something greater at my disposal, but that only came from a choice. What, I, what if I had not taken that gut-wrenching chance mm -hmm. and they'd been held back? All this fun stuff that you and I are even, you and I wouldn't even be talking today. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm All this fun stuff. I learned how to build a business so I could learn how to build people. And now that I've learned how to build people, I teach them how to build themselves because I know once they build themselves, they will build someone else because that's how it works. And that's why the community works. That's why we have to have relationships. That's why the beliefs and the choices have to be done. You have to make a choice. Live greater today, not tomorrow, today. Make a choice today. Mm. I got a little preachy there. Sorry about that. I, I got a little preachy there and I'm glad you did because here's my next question. Mm. Today, the moment that you're in right now, the life that you're living right now, the conversation that we're having right now, uh, I, I just got to ask you, is there a scripture that comes to mind that reflects where you are today in your life? Where I am today in my life, yes. And as we've already talked about it. Because okay. iron sharpens iron, one, so should one sharpen another. Oh, yeah. And the second's like it, and when Jesus is actually talking to himself about the true greatest commandments, love God with all your heart, which I think is pivotal, but the mm -hmm. other one's like it. Learn to love thy neighbor as thyself. Because mm -hmm. when we love on each other, we breed community, trust, and authenticity. When we have those two things, we encourage and inspire others around us and somehow, cosmically, reap the very same thing in which we sow. So if we're constantly loving and giving and teaching and instructing, you will find all the mentors, all the coaching, all the wisdom, all the knowledge, all the resources you'll have at your disposal. But you have to be willing to choose to live and then choose to be willing. Well, I tell you this way because it's two part. Choose to live and choose to give.
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's why we do what we do. From day one, we had a pay it forward uh, campaign. Mm -hmm. And that was to make sure we're giving books away and things away on the show that people, um, for people that are listening. You know, there, there have been some tough times here, Stephen, and I want to ask you this question. But first, I want to thank you so much for for showing up today and doing what you do. Please give out your website again. And then what I would love to do is I'd love to hear your personal message, what you'd like to leave us with. Oh, Absolutely. Well, one, thank you so much for allowing me to share and spend time with you. It's such an honor and a privilege to actually spend time with you and, and, and hopefully encourage your listeners. Uh, two, this, the, the website's thejourneyprinciples.com or journeyprinciples.com. Uh, you can find out more about my speaking as well as books and resources. There's, a, there's also a ton of free content there. So if you don't really want to connect yet, but you want to read some more information, it's all there too. Uh, the third thing is I want people to understand they can, there's still time. Steve Mark told me this. He said, Stephen, there's still time to be the hero in your own journey. There's still time to make that decision. There's still time to make the, to take the chance. There's still time to learn and grow yourself. And he said, I think you can get there boast by actually having a personal mission statement. So I'd like to share my personal mission statement as we close. And that is this. I am given to the relentless pursuit of inspiring minds and motivating hearts. If I can do those two things then I can give other people opportunities to believe and hope. And with hope comes faith, and with faith comes action. Action comes results. Therefore, they get their outcome. So I would say this. Be open to growing. Be open to knowledge. Be open to wisdom. Be open to hope and faith and love and joy and peace. And don't stop. Don't settle until you get it. Mm, Wow. Thank you so much. Now, one last thing. Uh. When are some of these uh, things that we talked about in the show uh, come into life? Because I know for sure we can go to your website and there's definitely ways for for people to show up. They can they can jump on and get the free focus tool. Uh, How do they stay in touch with you? You know what? The best way to stay in touch with us is actually um, we've been very blessed that somehow in a miraculous sense uh, to, to have a large Facebook following that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only I can only say it's divine, divine, divine intervention. Um, so you can join us at Facebook under Stephen Scoggins or the Journey Principles. Either way, search it will get you there. Uh, that's probably the best way. Or you can wait. Our live radio show will happen in the first week in November, uh, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And I'll post the links on our Facebook page there uh, that we're really excited about because I'll be taking questions specifically in regards to somebody else's journey to try to make sure it's kind of, the, you know, so I can show them how to be the hero in their own journey. Um, those are the best ways. Uh, you can always visit journeyprinciples.com. I just want to serve you. So if, if, you, if something's resonating with you, uh, just know we want to serve you and give back. I love it. Thank you so much for all that you do, Stephen. What a pleasure and an honor. Oh, this pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for having me on. You bet. And I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. We've got a great week of radio for all of you out there. If you've missed any part of this, go to transformationtalkradio.com. Uh, or you can go to the drpatshow.com and stay tuned. We've got another hour of amazing talk radio coming up on Transformation Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.